0: This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the internet at channel one You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programmes are also available on TuneIn, and via satellite, Eutelsat 16A. On 11,512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east. Symbol rate, 29,950 mega per second. Standard, DVB-S2. Modulation, 8 PSK, audio PID-510. We wish you good reception conditions.
1: Hello, I'm Cristina Matescu with the news. First, the headlines. Almost a quarter of Romania's middle school pupils who should have graduated in 2021 never took the graduation exam. Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu is paying an official visit to Lithuania. Defence Minister Angel Telver travels to Qatar and Jordan and the Moldovan authorities said they disbanded a network coordinated for Moscow that sought to destabilize the situation in the Republic of Moldova. Almost a quarter of Romania's middle school pupils, who should have graduated in 2021, never took the graduation exam. According to a survey published by the National Centre for Policies and Evaluation in Education, The main reasons for this situation are school dropout, expulsions, migration and an incomplete academic record. In addition, several thousand pupils finished eighth grade but did not register for the national evaluation, while a few thousand registered but did not show up for the test. The authorities are considering measures to address the situation. Romania's Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu is making an official visit to Lithuania today and tomorrow to discuss with his counterpart Gabrielius Landsbergis and Parliament Speaker Victoria Kmilte-Nilsson about Romania's accession to the Schengen area and the war in Ukraine and its impact in the region. According to a statement from the Romanian Foreign Ministry, talks will focus on priority subjects on the bilateral, regional, European and security agenda, while also seeking new opportunities to deepen the bilateral agenda. To implement the decisions of the trip by Lithuania's president, Gitanas Nauseda, to Bucharest last May and that of Romania's president, Klaus Johannes, to Vilnius last November. The two foreign ministers will discuss the multidimensional support given by the two countries to Ukraine and the future reconstruction of that country. Also consultations will dwell on the impact of the war on other states in the region, with an emphasis on the security situation in the Republic of Moldova and joint measures to counteract the destabilizing actions promoted by Russia in that country. Romanian Defence Minister Angel Tulver is making an official visit to Qatar and Jordan this week. According to a statement from the Defence Ministry, he is due to meet his counterparts and other army officials from these countries. Talks seek to give an impetus to bilateral defence cooperation with the two partner states as well as within a NATO and EU framework. Relevant aspects relating to the international security situation will also be discussed, as well as ways to consolidate bilateral dialogue in areas such as military education and joint training. The Moldovan authorities said they disbanded a network coordinated from Moscow that sought to destabilize the situation in the Republic of Moldova, an ex-Soviet state with a majority Romanian-speaking population. The network was made up of groups of 5 to 10 persons who were supposed to create chaos at the protests that took place in the capital, Chisinau, this weekend. The groups were coordinated by someone from the Russian special services and were given instructions to destabilize public order using persons with dual citizenship Russian and Moldovan, instructions that came from Moscow. The protests were organized by the political party of controversial businessman Ilan Shor. Romanian Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu is today invited by the Chamber of Deputies to give explanations in connection to the works on the Bistroje Canal and Romania's strategy for Schengen accession. On Friday, Environment Minister Tanchos Barna said that biodiversity of the Danube Delta, a unique area in Europe and the UNESCO World Heritage Site, is not affected at the moment by Ukraine's dredging in the Bistroje Canal, and that the Danube levels did not change compared to the average of recent years on the section in question. He made these comments after the first measurements on the Chilia branch and the sections on the Romanian territorial waters were conducted. Romanian and Ukrainian authorities agreed to verify the depth of the Danube canals after reports that Ukraine was dredging the Bistroje Canal. As for the Schengen entry, Romania maintains its goal to join the movement-free area this year after failing to do so last year because of Austria's opposition. And that was the news.
2: One in four children in the Romanian rural area drops out of school before eighth grade due to poverty and poor academic results. I'm Elena Enake with more on this topic in a report by Daniela Budu. With a rate of 15%, Romania is far from the EU target in terms of early school dropout rate, double the European average figure and very far from modern countries, which report less than 3%. Over 45,000 children abandon studies in Romania every year while nearly half of the children in rural areas are on the verge of poverty and social exclusion. Moreover, according to official statistics, 6 in 10 children in rural areas have difficulties reading and writing. According to a report made public by the National Center for Policy and Evaluation in Education, Only three-quarters of Romanian children who completed middle school studies in 2021 during the pandemic managed to pass national evaluation exams with grades higher than 5, is, C-. This means many of them chose not to have the exam. Around 12% of the 5th to 8th grade students did not complete middle school for reasons such as school dropout, expulsion, migration and incomplete grade records. According to the National Center for Policy and Evaluation in Education, almost 9,000 students who finished 8th grade did not register for the national evaluation exams and another 8,000 who did register did not hold the exam. The study also shows that most students in one of these situations were from rural areas. Caraș-Severin, Brăila, Sibiu, Bihor, Mureș, Kalarash, and Satu Mare are the counties with the highest school dropout rates among middle school students. Also, 86% of students in urban areas got grades over C- as compared with only 63% in rural areas while grades were smaller for students in rural areas in all exams. National Evaluation exams this year are held over June 19 to 22. The final grades will be made public on July 4. Until then, however, 8th grade students all over the country will hold the National Evaluation simulation. In the years to come, the new education laws will bring about changes for both National Evaluation and the Baccalaureate. According to Education Minister Ligia Deca, the new laws aim, among other things, to modernize the curricula, modify testing and evaluation, reduce school dropout and support children in underprivileged communities. The new draft laws are to be endorsed by the Bucharest government in two weeks and then sent to parliament that has the final say.
3: Authorities in Chisinau have announced the dismantling of a network coordinated from Moscow whose aim was to destabilize the situation in the Republic of Moldova. This is Daniel Biltz at the microphone with a report by Corina Krista. Part of Moscow's sphere of influence not long ago, the Republic of Moldova is being presently ruled by authorities firmly oriented towards the country's European integration. Protest actions, which have invoked social aspects such as poverty or the latest price hikes, have been directed against these pro-European authorities for months now. However, the aforementioned protest actions aren't large-scale events involving the participation of a large number of people, but according to investigators, those involved do not believe in the principles they sustain, but are actually paid. The money they get is suspected to have been provided by the party of the controversial pro-Russian oligarch Ilan Shore, who in 2017 got a seven years and a half prison sentence for fraud and money laundering and is allegedly hiding in Israel. Several such-like meetings have been staged since last autumn and the latest took place on Sunday, the day when the authorities in Chisinau announced they had dismantled a network coordinated from Moscow whose aim was to destabilize the situation in the Republic of Moldova. The network consisted of 10 groups of up to 10 people who were supposed to create chaos during the protest rallies held in Chisinau at the weekend. The groups were coordinated by a representative of the special services from the Russian Federation and got orders through people with double citizenship, Russian and Moldovan. The head of the General Police Commissioner's Office in the Republic, Viorel Chernaoutanu, presented several video and audio recordings, as well as fragments of correspondence, in an attempt to prove the involvement of Russian nationals in the process of destabilizing the mass demonstrations in Kishinev. 25 suspects have been questioned and 7 detained. According to Chernowtsanu, there is a direct connection between Moscow coordinators, the Russian private military company, Wagner, and the recently dismantled network. Only a day before the Sunday's protests, the anti-corruption prosecutors in Kishino announced that following the searches conducted at the headquarters of Shaw's party, the equivalent in local currency of 230,000 euros have been seized, money for paying the protesters. The searches have been conducted in several localities and at the houses of those suspected of being involved in actions aimed at destabilizing the political situation in the Republic of Moldova and its stating of a pro-Russian government. During the searches, policemen have also discovered handcuffs, marijuana-based substances, communication and data storage devices. The people under investigation are men with ages between 23 and 50 who had previously served various court sentences. Some of these have recently returned from Turkey, where, according to the Moldovan secret services, were trained how to oppose the riot police and used pyrotechnical materials and weapons during the protest rallies. The aforementioned investigators have been carried out to meet the latest allegations from Washington that Moscow has been trying to destabilize the Republic of Moldova with a view to instating a more Russian friendly administration. You have been listening to Radio Newsreel on Radio Romania International, broadcasting from Bucharest.
4: You are listening to Radio Romania International.
0: Coming up next in today's broadcast, it's hit of the day. Listen to Ina featuring Stefan Dan with a piece called Yummy. (laughs)
5: to <laughs> you.
4: Euromania International
0: The History Show.
1: Hello and welcome to The History Show. I'm Cristina Matescu with a feature written by Stelio Lambro about the 30th anniversary of Radio Romania's Oral History Centre. <laughs> the history of the last 100 years can also be discovered through oral history, which is based on the memories and recollections of eyewitnesses interviewed and recorded on tape or on digital format. Between 1945 and 1989, the practice of oral history was deeply corrupted by the ideological pressure exerted by the communist regime, as was the case with the science of history in general. After 1989, under its first manager, Eugen Preda, Radio Romania made it its goal to capture recent memory, so the foundations of the oral history archive were laid in March 1993. The historian and journalist Mariana Konovic was entrusted with creating the team of historians who established the archive. They conducted interviews about wars, communism and fascism, daily life and the science of history. In an oral history interview, she recalled the beginnings of the oral history archive of the public radio. Domnul Preda, directorul în De Eugen Preda, the director of the station at the time, who was a historian and had a PhD in history, was abreast with everything that was going on in the world in the field of historiography. He had taken part in the International Congress of Historians in 1980, hosted by Bucharest, where they had discussed the subject of oral history. So he had a clear idea about what it meant and its value. A meeting was held in Sinai in 1992 with international participation, and he attended that as well, and it became a challenge to create The Voice Archive. The book by the British historian and sociologist Paul Thompson, called The Voice of the Past, provided the guidelines based on which the bibliography was established. Mariana Konovic said that after 1989, once this method of discovering the past became allowed, she began to understand the world, her profession and herself much better. For me, freedom meant having access to a history different from the conservative discourse I had learned and read about. I was now discovering that history had more nuance, that what I had learned and sometimes got good grades for in school was not true it was an immersion in real history getting close to the people and their stories for me it was wonderful also because by having access to the lives of the people I was interviewing I was understanding my world better I was understanding myself better in the sense that I was realizing what my place was more clearly more precisely, I was comparing myself to them, and not always to my advantage. Mariana Konovic and her team, made up of Octavian Silvestru, Silvia Iliescu, Virginia Calin, and Lavinia Ivașcu, managed to combine oral history with radio journalism. Prin de An oral history interview performs a historical investigation. Its goal is to study, to research, but this direction we didn't pursue. We never had the time, nor perhaps the inclination. But we did something else which I think is important. We shared with our listeners, through weekly broadcasts, what we received from our interviewees. Oral history always has a civic dimension. We fulfilled this role through our radio shows. I always insisted on these shows, they were very important. I sometimes wondered if Romanian society was actually ready for those things. I don't know whether it was or not, but in any case, if ten people were able to relate and sympathise with the people speaking from the heart about their lives, it would have been enough. (laughs) Lived history was what Romanian and foreign listeners wanted from journalists in their letters and it was something that journalists made an effort to deliver. Oral history history interviews don't necessarily bring rich historical information. They provide details, the atmosphere, emotion. It's unbelievable how strong the message sent by the interviewee can be. I remember a 20-minute interview with a woman who had been taken at the end of the war when she wasn't yet 14. A large group of young people were taken by the Germans and taken to Austria to work. She was still a child when that happened. She told me how she arrived in Vienna, how scared she was, how there was a bombardment and she was in a field, and hid from the bombs under a tree. The fear and the drama of this 14-year-old child expressed some of the horrors of the war. Radio Romania's All history archive turned 30 and the archive of the oral history centre is becoming more and more valuable with time.
4: Next on Radio Romania International, Think Greener.
6: Welcome to Think Greener, with me, Eugen Nasta. The Environment Fund Administration, an institution coordinated by the Environment, Waters and Forests Ministry, according to a decision issued by the Romanian government, will have an earmarked budget standing at 13.3 billion lei, that is around 2.7 billion euros, for the programmes the administration has been running in 2023. The Environment Fund Administration provides the financial support for the carrying of environment protection programmes. The administration has been established according to the principle The Polluter Pays and It is the producer's responsibility. The budget the Government approved for the Environment Fund Administration will be used for the financing of the pending commitments in previous sessions, but also for the continuation of the ongoing programmes, as well as for the financing of new programmes. In 2023, energy efficiency will benefit from a special attention. To that end, The Photovoltaics Greenhouse Programme is a earmarked budget of 2 billion lei, that is roughly 400 million euros, twice as much as compared to the 2022 programme. The financing guide for the programme is soon to be presented, so that the interested natural as well as legal persons can register and benefit from the earmarked funding as soon as possible, so that the photovoltaic panels can be fixed the program that in time has been the most successful one has been earmarked for the so-called program aimed at reducing traffic pollution through the scrapping of old automobiles in 2023 1.5 billion lei that is over 300 million euros worth of funding have been earmarked for the so-called 3 scrap car programs whereby the scrapping is intended at national level of more than 200,000 old automobiles via the classic scrap car program natural and legal persons can purchase a classic new automobile whereas through the scrap car program plus an electric or a hybrid automobile can be purchased a program which is additional to the scrap car classic and scrap car plus program is a scrap car local program Implemented with the assistance of the administrative territorial units and will make possible the scrapping of roughly 100,000 used automobiles. As an absolute first in 2023, the Electric Shuttle Buses Program will be launched, which will make possible the purchase of new electric shuttle buses, new hybrid shuttle buses, and new shuttle buses fueled with compressed natural gas for the transportation of pupils. The earmarked budget for this programme accounts for 300 million lei, that is over 60 million euros. The Scrap Home Appliances programme is also of public interest. The programme has been earmarked 75 million lei, that is roughly 15 million euro. This programme allows for the used electric and electronic appliances to be replaced with appliances that are more performing energy-wise. And that was Thing Greener.
4: Next in this programme, sports.
6: Welcome to Sports Roundup with me, Eugen Nasta. Romania's men's national handball team on home court defeated the Faroe Islands team 25-17. The fixture counted towards the fourth group of the European Championship preliminaries, an event hosted by Germany in 2024. In the first leg, the Faroe Islands team grabbed an unexpected 28-26 win. In another Group 4 fixture, Austria outclassed Ukraine, 31-28. With eight points, Austria is at the top of the table. Romania is the runner-up team with four points, while Ukraine and the Faroe Islands are third and fourth place respectively, with two points each. In the group's upcoming legs, Faroe Islands goes against Ukraine. Austria faces the Faroe Islands. Ukraine takes on Romania. The first two teams in each of the eight preliminary groups qualified to the final tournament alongside the best four third placed teams. In the ice hockey Erste Liga, the Romanian team ACSH Georgien is a whisker away from advancing to the competition's final stage. In a home game on Sunday, ACSH Georgien defeated another Romanian team, Corona Brasov, 2 1. It was the fifth fixture in a series of seven. With an aggregate score of 3-2, A.C. Siege Georgien has the lead while the return leg is scheduled on the skating ring in Brasov. In the other semi-final, the Hungarian team Budapest Academia sustained a 1-3 home defeat by Ferencvaroš Budapest, also from Hungary. The latter team has a 3-2 lead on aggregate. In news from domestic football, matches counting towards the Romanian Super League's 30th round, the last round of the regular season were played at the weekend. On Friday, FC Botosan and CS Mioven drew won all, while CSU Craiova defeated Uta Arad 2 1. On Saturday, FC Arges sustained a 0 1 defeat by Petro Ploiești, while Faro Constanza grabbed a 2 1 win in the match against Rapid Bucharest. On Sunday, FC Hermannstadt defeated FCU Craiova 1 0, while FCSB defeated Sepsis Gheorghe also 1 0. Harold Constanza, CFR Cluj, FCSB, CSU Krajova and Robert Bucharest, Playing Group 1, while playing in Group 2 are Petrol Ployest, Universitatea Cluj, FC Voluntar, FC Hermannstadt, FC Botosan, Kindia Targoviste, Uta Arad, FC Ardyshen, CS Miovin. Counting towards the league's 23rd round and interrupted in the 26th minute because of the racist slogans shouted in the stands, the match beating Shepsi svantu against FCU Krojeva will be replayed. And that's all from sports today. You can also access our sports items at rri.o and on Facebook.
0: You are listening to Radio Romania International.
7: Coming up next in this program, listen to All That Jazz, I am Vlad Palku. Today we will play for you songs from the repertoire of sax player Mihai Jordake. Let's listen first to In a Titan, a piece composed by Mihai Jordake himself. <laughs> Mihai Ordake was born on March 13, 1967. He made a name for himself on the local jazz scene ever since the late 80s, having studied with Garbis Tadejan, Marius Pop, or Hari Tavitian. Over the years, he dabbled with a variety of music genres and collaborated with a wide array of bands and artists, such as Creative, Orient Express, Jazz Unit, Rebop Factory, The Underground Acid, Kum, Sarmalele Reci, or Timpurnoi. Today, he has set up his own band made up of well-established musicians. Let's listen to another own composition included on his 2023 album.
8: poate o fi relegat trădat, proscris Обез че не стривеще, пещане си хлебука
7: We go out with Triangle, performing are Mihai Jordake and Alex Hading on the sax, Sebastian Burnec on the trumpet, Florian Radu on the trombone, Toma Dimitriou on the keyboard, Michael Acker on the bass, Tavis Kurtu on the drums, and Madison Madison on the violin. <laughs>
4: Living Romania This is Bucharest Radio Romania International. Listener's Letterboxd
10: Hello and welcome to a new installment in RRI's regular mailbag program with me, Lecamiora Simeon. It's March already, spring is round the corner, but the weather here in Romania is quite whimsical, which always happens in early March, actually. These days we were very happy to find in RRI's English sections inbox a wonderful picture, a symbol of spring sent by our friend from Denmark, Hans Werner Lollike. He also wrote the following. Dear friends at Radio Romania International, I just want to send you this picture from our garden on the beginning of spring. I see that nature is telling us to have hope. Dear friend, thank you so much for the wonderful picture and message of encouragement and hope. We all need such heartwarming messages in these troubled times with pandemics, epidemics, wars of aggression and violence and what not. Let's hope that mankind will eventually find peace and balance since all we are left with is hope indeed. We now say hello to another friend of our arrival, Jayanta Chakrabarty from India, who has recently sent in his reception reports and the following message. As an admirer of your beautiful country, I can proudly state that Radio Romania International has given me a vast opportunity to know and appreciate the rich cultural histories, his terms, traditions, and music of Romania. I have also come to know the talent and perseverance of the patriotic Romanian citizens who have made what Romania is today, a progressive, freedom-loving, and dynamic country. As an academically trained economist, I also love to keep a track of Romania's success story as an economic and technological powerhouse of Eastern Europe. I will forever continue to be an enthusiastic listener of RRI, and send you my feedbacks and comments from time to time. With warm regards from India, Jayanta. Thanks a lot, Jayanta. That's a great message you have sent us. Your words are music to our ears. That's very kind of you. We're always happy to get your reports and messages. Please receive the English section staff's best regards.
4: You are listening to Radio Romania International.
10: From West Bengal, India, Jayanta's co-national Aburba Kumar Pal from Datapara Colony wrote the following. I am a dexter and listener of your station. Please send me a schedule and other informative publications with literature and periodicals regularly and a calendar and diary for the year 2023. Yours faithfully, Aburba Kumar Pal. Dear friend, thank you for dropping us a line from far away India. At the end of March, we'll be changing the broadcasting frequencies, as we actually do every year at the end of March and the end of October respectively. So, as soon as we have the new frequency schedule, we'll send it to you along some of the other items you have requested. Thanks again and keep in touch. Now from India, we go to far far away Indonesia to use the Shrek Universe lingo and welcome Fakri to our show. Here is his message. Dear sir, madam, I sincerely hope that you are getting in the best of health. Attached, please find RRI reception report number five per twenty twenty-three for an English language broadcast directed to Southeast Asia over the past few days. I hope you find my reception reports to be of some use. And I hope these details are enough to indicate how well your station can be received here in Indonesia. If the details are correct, please verify with the QSL card. A pennant, schedule and other promotional items would also be appreciated if these are available. I look forward to hearing from you and thank you very much for your information. Best regards, Fakri. Hi, Fakri. It's always a pleasure to get your messages. Thanks a lot for your reports and feedback. We really hope that the change in the frequencies at the end of March will not affect the great quality of reception to your area that you are reporting. We will soon verify your report with the corresponding QSL card. Best wishes from RRI. We now go back to India to say hello to Siddhartha Bhattacharjee, Who listens to rri regularly and who wrote the following good signal today here i submitted audio file of your broadcast hope it'll be great help for you kindly send me your program schedule calendar cards sticker stamps and other promotional material which is available with printed qsl i also have a few questions how many languages are recognized in your constitution Do you observe International Mother Language Day on the 21st of February in your country? Be safe and fight against coronavirus. Hope all of your staff are safe and well. Thanks once again for your continuous support throughout the years. Have a nice day. Dear Siddhartha, thank you very much for your feedback and audio. It's always helpful for Arise English Language Service to receive feedback on its broadcast transmission. One of my colleagues answered your questions in writing, but I will resume the answers today for the other listeners to know them too. Regarding your first question, the Constitution of Romania recognizes only one official language, Romanian. As to your second question, it is not customary to celebrate International Mother Language Day on February 21st in Romania. The Romanian Language Day is a public holiday celebrated on August 31st. Those of you who want to find out more on the topic, please look for Romanian Language Day on Wikipedia. Next, we welcome to our show today Minhaj Uddin Ahmad of Bangladesh, who has sent us a very long and beautiful letter dedicated to World Radio Day, which was celebrated on February 13th. We got his message much later, but we still want to quote some fragments from his letter That will also introduce him to all of the other RRI listeners around the world. Here is his letter. Dear friends of RRI, a lot of love and greetings to you all. Perhaps the invention of radio is a unique milestone in the history of human civilization that made it easier and faster to enter the world of information broadcasting. I started listening to the radio, especially Bangladesh, Batar, as well as Bengali and English section programs from different countries since I was in secondary school. Then everyone in my family became fans of it. Then it spread among friends. We have also received awards by participating in various competitions over the radio world. In other words, one of my sources of general knowledge was listening to the radio. Once upon a time, it was not good not to receive letters from different radios every day. There was a place of solace in listening to the radio, writing letters and receiving gifts and letters over the radio for me and especially my older sisters and younger brothers. Now, many radio programs are available through social media. I am now preparing myself with the change and almost every day I'm looking at all the Facebook statuses, apps and websites of my favorite radio stations and listen to live streaming programs. Especially thanks to Radio Romania International, because I have learned about a lot like politics, economy, culture and tourist parts of Romania from your program. Thanks, best wishes, Minhaj Uddin Ahmad. Indeed, that's a very nice letter you have written to us, Minhaj. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure for me to quote from it. We do hope you will continue to listen to RRI's broadcasts and send us precious feedback. Best regards. We are getting to the end of today's mailbag program and we still have time for one more message that comes from Franco who lives in Nottinghamshire, UK. Hello, I live in Nottinghamshire, UK and I'm a regular listener to the RRI's broadcast in English. The shows are very enjoyable. I like hearing about the culture and traditions of Romania. It is heartwarming. I particularly like listening to the ex-mailbag and listeners' letterbox shows. The reception is usually very good, sometimes even using just the radio's telescopic antenna. Thank you for the broadcasts. We thank you too for writing Franco and for your nice words about our broadcasts in English. Hope you are listening right now. Please stay tuned and in touch with RRI. Best regards and a great weekend to you and to all the other RRI's listeners around the world. From me, Lekremiara, Simeon, it's goodbye now.
4: Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International... Simply Folk.
2: Hello, I'm your host Elena Enake. I next invite you to listen to Eugenia Nedishan Prisecaru with a song about her sweetheart.
0: our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC on 7350 kHz in the DRM system and on 9770 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1200 hours UTC on 470 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at ri.ro channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye. <laughs>